we were living longer and we have so much to offer and it's like I just want women to feel that. I want them to see their worth and to be excited about life. And my Spark experience is really helping them with that transition to how to get twice the meaning, twice the connection, and twice the joy coming at your empty nest year. Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We are here with Cindy Seward, world famous international copywriter, writer, author. She's written for Dan Kennedy, uh, Zig Ziglar, and, and a host of others. And now with the new merger, doing some work with Russell Brunson and crews. So, well, do we, you guys know her or may not know her or, or have known her from the copywriting world, from the author world, but we're here to actually talk about what she's been working on the past couple of years. Um, so Luke, thank, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I've been working on a new project called the Joyful Empty Nester, and it's aimed at empty nest women. Uh, really, I have two different uh, main programs, core programs that uh, that I offer, and one of them is called the Spark Experience, which is really for that about to be an empty nester or a new empty nester or an empty nester that is stuck, okay. you know? Well, I know him now. Yeah. You know him to live on just for the, for the audience. Some, yeah. You know, we know we have a, we all have a vision of it, of an, of what an empty nester, I mean, the kids go off, but why would, why did you, how did you find out that there was even a need for that? You know, um, I was, an, uh, when I became an, a recent empty, you know, empty nester, it was like, at first there was a little bit of like, there was things going on and I couldn't figure out like, why I was moody sometimes and things like that. And, and so it was my own internal struggle. And I, you know, I started talking to all these people about it and I interviewed my mom and I was like, what was your experience like? And, you know, I realized that it was very different when she became an empty nester versus the way it is now, you know, when, because now we're so much more connected and involved. You know, we have the cell phones. We know where our kids are all the time. They could reach them anytime. And we were off. My mom didn't know where I was. You know? Right. Yeah, well, we were like, <laughs> Where I told her I was, but and she didn't know where I was. And, you know, and that, like, I walked to school or caught the bus. I never had anybody drive me to school and pick me up. And now we do that. And um, even, like, you know, I think about I was at, like, my son's practices and, you know, every game and everything. My parents came to see me at games, but they never watched me at a practice, you know? And so we're just so much more involved. And so the experience is way different than, you know, what it was. And so I had this picture of what it was like for my mom, which was extremely different. You know, she was like, I thought she got it, went back to school and got her degree and, you know, got a job and everything because she was trying to fill the time. She was like, oh, no, it was like, it was the women's movement. I wanted to be a part of it. Right. I was like, oh, it had nothing to do right. with you. Uh, no. But now, you know, I started having conversations with, you know, my friends and a lot of people I know, and they really were s struggling. A lot of people stuck, like some of them for years, they'd already been an empty nester and they were just stuck, you know, like they couldn't figure out that meaning because there had been so much emphasis and focus on the kids that it was like, how do I shift the focus now? And what do I shift it to? And, you know, there's just so Where do I go? So it really was, it really was a, almost a feeling of 
okay, I've got, I've been, I've got all this energy. I've been pouring this energy into this purpose. Right. And now this, the purpose is kind of going on and growing up and you've got fascinating kids. We'll talk about them yeah. in a little bit, but, and then, so it's just about trying to redirect that, that yeah. purpose. I mean, I had women telling me they felt invisible. They felt like they were shrinking, you know, I mean, really, you know, things that I, I remember having a lunch with a group of women that I went to high school with, and I hadn't seen them in a long time, you know, and we're getting together and it's like, um, you know, I asked them what they're, they're all recent empty nesters. And so I'm asking them, you know, so like what's going on? And, you know, nobody could come up with anything. And I, I was looking at this, this group of women and they like at high school and stuff, like, man, they were like leaders and doers and they were the captains of things and you know like some really doing them you know did amazing things when i think back at it of like what they were doing um and the organizations they were leading you know and they couldn't they were like like they and i was like okay everybody come up with like one thing in the last year that's you know really cool and there was only one person at the table that can come up with anything and I thought, wow, that's just sad because, you know, these women, I mean, they really, to raise these incredible kids that are doing incredible things, you know, it takes something to do that. And they just does, don't see that worth in themselves. And I was like, I want you to see that you have that worth. I want you to see that you have so much to offer to the world and that you can, you know, if there is a dream you set aside, you can go back to it. You know, or maybe there's a new dream, you know, but you have time. I mean, there are so many people like you think RVG. I mean, she didn't even become a Supreme Court justice until after she was an empty nester. And then look what she did, you know, the second half of her life. Yeah. So it's we were living longer and we have so much to offer. And it's like I just want women to feel that I want them to see their worth and to be excited about life. And that's your and that's your spark experience. Yeah, my spark experience is really helping them with that transition to see, you know, how to get twice the meaning, twice the connection, and twice the joy in the sec, you know, in that as you're going to coming into your empty nest year. Okay, and that's how you start. I know we matched, you know, several years ago, yeah. and have been hanging out and been friends ever since. Yeah, and so I've actually been fortunate enough to see the the spark experience at infancy and how that has grown, and now. You've got that as uh, as its own program. You, it's exploded to now you're doing full-on year-round. Right. Year round just... getting, yeah, so now I'm getting ready to um, launch in January. I'm going to be launching um, what's called Sparkle. And this is Make the Second Half of Your Life the Best Half. And um, that really came from the desire for these women who want to grow into the future that went through the Spark experience and they were saying, you know, we really want to grow into the future. And how do we do that? How do we, um, how do we keep going with this? I wanted to keep going. And, you know, when I was looking at it in my own life and what the things that I've planned, and I think one of the things that we do in society is, you know, the first half of life, we have this societal ladder and it really tells you what to do, right? You just check the box. Check the boxes, right? Get a good education. Then you get a job and you climb the forward ladder or you start a business and you become successful, buy spouse, have some kids, right? Make sure that they get a, make sure that they go to school. There. Right, exactly. So it's like this societal ladder. But that what do you do in the second half of life? Where's the plan for that? What does that look like? 
And so, you know, we're often, we're told, you know, when you get to like 50, we're, oh, it's all downhill from now. No, it's not all downhill from now. I think that's um, common in the United States, right? Is that, you know, elders maybe, it's changing, it's changing, but it's more common that we kind of, the older people we kind of put aside or whatever, where you look at other countries, you know, they're really the respected elders. They, they have the wisdom, yeah. right? And so that's what I'm saying. We have so much to offer people. We have so much to offer. And so um, it's this really this plan of how to, to do that. And the other, the other part of that is we do a lot for wealth planning, right? I mean, you, I'm sure you've done that, right? You probably have like your estate planning and a financial advisor you work with and you you know, to make sure that part's taken care of. And a lot of people have wills and yeah. all this end of life stuff. But what about the living part of the second half of life? And so this is really, the sparkle is how do you make the second half of your life the best fat? I like that. Make the second half the best fat. Yes. Because um, I really believe that it can be. I'm, I'm living for it. I mean, I'm having the... It's great right now. Like, yeah, I, I'm, tell me, and I know. Speaking <laughs> of great, I know you know because we 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 chat on you know yeah. often, and and you, you took a vacation that was great when you took your husband. Now, do you want to share a little bit about that? What you did? Because it was a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. So um, when he turned sixty, um, I did this complete surprise trip. I arranged it with his work, everything, so that. Think you know, I took care of everything. He had no idea. I packed his bag and then we did, we took him to the airport. And, um, so the first place we went was Italy. When did he realize that, that you guys weren't just going to dinner or going to the 7 Eleven or something? Uh, not when we got to the airport, we were going to the airport. And I was like, okay, here's your ticket. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have your passport. <laughs> I was like, sure, we got that. <laughs> um, but I, you know, he really was like, we're showing up at the airport and it was like, okay, so. And he was like, oh, I thought we were going to go, like, for the weekend, you know, New York or something like that. So we, we went to Italy. Um, we went several places. And it was like every day was a, you didn't know where, what we were going to do. So, you know, we were in Roll. We went to Amalfi Coast, um, Positano, you know. And then we, uh, we went to Turkey. So we went to Cappadocia. We went on a hot air balloon ride and, you know, did all this stuff. And How long were you gone? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. So he's like getting off work or thinking that he's gonna you know maybe catch a game or maybe you guys are gonna go to new york for two, <laughs> yeah. two days and a half right. Right. and you're gone and gone for three weeks yeah so it was a blast yeah the grease you know i mean it was like planes trains and automobiles we kind of did it all okay. <laughs> even the hot air balloon rides that <laughs> right yeah um yeah so that was you know one thing i i uh co-authored a book um during my so it's like, you know, I was just like, what are the things I wanted to do? And I just started doing, you know, and I, but I made a plan. I knew things and I continue to have that planned out. And um, I do a lot of things. I even with like, how do I have the best relationship I can with my adult kids? And, you know. Well, tell, share, yeah. share a little bit, Devin, since we're, we, you yeah. shared a little bit about your husband. Tell us a little bit. You have some some. Some talent there. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, both of us both are like doing like fantastic. So um, my oldest is he's actually doing what I started out as like though so he's doing like marketing and is a copywriter. Okay. Um, and he's doing 
extremely well. You know, he's he's writing million dollar promotions. I mean, he's, he just turned twenty seven, and you know, he's investing in real estate. Okay. Um, you know, he's he's like he's got it going on. Okay. Like, yeah, and you know, he's traveling. Do he's, right. he's gone to Bali and Thailand and Egypt, and he's so he's doing all this travel, traveling, and. Uh, they can do his job from anywhere, right? He can do it from anywhere. Um, and he said, I saw you doing that, and so I wanted to do that too. And I used to take him to conferences. I took him to the GKIC and Magnetic Marketing conferences with me, and that's really where that kind of opened his eyes too. Um, and so he was like, I want to have that kind of life too. I want to be able to, you know, I saw how you lived your life, and it's great because he... He said he writes me these beautiful cards for like Mother's Day and my birthday, and you know they're always like, "I appreciate you so much because I have the I feel like I have the life, you know." No, that you you planted that seed. Yeah, and um, and you took me to things, and you know, and it's awesome. He brings me flowers every week. It's this the other day he just like stopped by, came in with flowers, gave them to me, gave me a hug, and he's like, "I gotta go." I didn't even right, right. <laughs> it was awesome. Um. And then my younger son is out in LA and he is in the music industry and he's, um, yeah, he's, he just turned 22 and he's like one of the few he's makes, like he doesn't have, that's how he supports himself is a hundred percent off of music, which is really a tough thing to do. At, at it, any age. At any age. Yeah. It's very, you know, maybe 1% of everybody that can do that. Um, so he, um, he writes so music, he's, you know, songwriter, but he also writes for other people. He's had stuff placed on like, um, Baywatch. They, well, they redid all the music for the Baywatch when they put it, they stripped all the music out and then they, um, hired people to write music. So you'll, if you go on and you watch Baywatch now, um, it is remastered and it has all new music and you'll see my son's name in there Dalton Lathier but you'll see him in there um he's written and still you hear him singing and hear him playing guitar on songs so he's all in there and then also like they watched Hawaii he also did songs for that um and movies you know stuff like that that he's had he has a movie coming out he's that he's in um so he's doing a lot of stuff he worked with Will Smith yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he um, he did the engineering work for that. He so he's got a, he does. He's, yeah, that's pretty cool. And stuff. yeah, and so that's I mean the thing is when kids and he's been doing he's been doing that for I mean he didn't said it for you. Yeah, he's been doing it for yeah he's been doing it a long time. Right. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, it's just we you know we you know we always talk all the time you know especially for our, our small business owners and big mm-hmm. business owners that. It, it's not easy in the beginning, and it really is never easy. You just, but it gets to a point where you can manage or even survive before you can thrive. But first, you have to survive. I mean, you didn't, you didn't wake up and your son, you know, and just say, okay, and you're going to do your spark yeah, experiment, right. and then it's a a success. It it you had to build up to it. You had to stay at it and be be consistent. Yeah, and you have to. I think you have to have clarity of what you want and who you want to go after. Um, who do you, who is this for? Yeah. What's your right. audience? Who, yeah. who do you intend to serve? Right. And so, yeah, that's important. And that took me, you know, I did testing too. I mean, I, 
I didn't just like throw it out into the world. I tested and then I refined and then I put a new version out and then, you know, I've had it iterated to a better version, right? And then, you know, to get it to where I'm like, okay, now this is what I want to put out into the world uh, and what people want, you know, like how is it going to serve people out there? Not, this isn't for me, it's for the people out there. Right. Right? And the, and the, and the results are speaking for themselves because people are saying that, you know, their lives have changed. They, yeah. they've found their new mission. Then they yeah. see the vision. Yeah. It's been great. Um, a couple of really powerful ones. You know, I had one woman who they confided into me, um, before the program started, she said, I just feel like I'm passing time until I die. Glory. And it's still it like it chokes me up because I think, God, that's so sad. And she's an, a remarkable woman. You know, she really is. And super smart, super creative. Just she just has being vibrant, funny, and she has just so much to offer the world. And I like when she told me that, I mean, I just I I I just my heart just broke. And, you know, now she's so excited about she has a plan of what she wants to do. Um, and she's working on that and she's excited about it. And that's the most important thing. She's excited about what she's doing and she's doing all these things. And it's, it's fantastic, you know, and I've had other people say it's, um, like one of my favorites is it's like therapy, only more fun. What? <laughs> and that I really like that because it, that was important to me. It, you know, at this stage, we want to work on these things, but I wanted it to be fun and interactive and engaging and not just like where you're in a school classroom and somebody's lecturing at you. So it's not like that at all. And yeah, we don't, and we were, and we don't, we didn't, it was, we didn't learn, really learn that way as, as a child. Yeah. As children, right. they made, I mean, they beat us, beat it into us. Right. But as adults, we have, the, we have more choices. So yeah. that doesn't work. It yeah. has to be engaging. Right. The information we're providing has to be something that it, it can't just be good information. Right. Alone. It has to be, you have to be receptive and you're, you know, so I imagine that's a barrier in of itself of, you know, you have, you know, women that come into your program and maybe their, their guard is up. So they may not be as receptive to the information that you're sharing. So how yeah. do you, how do you kind of overcome that and help someone through? Well, I'll tell you, I, I'm not, uh, I do like a kind of a group thing. I have something that's like called the spark playbook. And part of that is for them to go back and have inner reflection so they can um, do things on their own if they want to, maybe they didn't are comfortable sharing something or they can share bits and pieces of it. But I find I do, I break into discussion groups too. So they are in a smaller group. So they don't have to share for like everybody, but they're with maybe two or three, people, cool. okay. four people. And th what I've found and everybody has said to me is that they, they were nervous about, you know, coming in and sharing, but then when they get into these small groups and they hear other people talking, they're like, wow, they're having the same, they feel the same way I do, or they have the same issue that I do. And so it was like very therapeutic to be able to have somebody to talk to and share that with. Um, and so they do open up and they really become very close. It becomes a, like a trust circle. And I think it's, it, it's more comfortable environment because everybody is there to work on that. Everybody wants to grow that's in there. It's almost like a mastermind. Exactly. You know, you think of mastermind, most people, most of the time I know in our world, it's yeah. a business mastermind where you're exactly. developing each other's businesses and helping us each other do better in business and 
analyze, critique, support each other in business. Right. This is based, sounds like is that, yeah. except for our personal lives. Yeah, and I, one of the things that I find really interesting is that I always talk about um, like intentional versus convenience. And in the first half of life, especially like when you're raising kids, a lot of your friends and your connections, I think, are more of convenience. It's your neighbor. It's you go to your kids' activities and those you know, are but... your friends. Yeah. But then what I have a lot of women tell me is that it's like, where am I? I don't. I feel alone. I don't. I feel lonely. I don't have any friends now because those conveniences. Like I'm not going to the kids' games anymore. I'm not going to their plays. I'm not going to these things. And so. Oh, how do I find friends and people that I relate to? And so one of the things that's happening inside these groups is that that's an instant bond that people have is because they're empty nesters, they're facing the same kind of struggles, and they all want to grow. They all want to be intentional about their future. And so they find these other people that are like them, that like-minded people within that group. Um, and so it's, very quickly, French, I mean, people will say, gosh, I feel like I... Lived you for 30 years. Yeah, like, they can't believe, you know, because the, the Spark experience um, is, I have two, I have a live event that you can do, which is, you know, really just over a couple of days, but I also have a 30-day, like, an online, a virtual one, and so it's within 30 days. So within 30 days, they're like, man, I, these people are my friends now, you know, and... That's for well, you're talking about it, uh, making a, a, a genuine connection. And I think yeah. nowadays with phones, computers, you pull out your iPad, then you're putting that down, then you're pulling out your laptop, then you're closing that up. You're on your phone at the same time. I think that we we miss a lot of just a good old-fashioned, genuine connection. Absolutely. So taking the time out, almost like we say, yeah. working on your business instead of in, in your business, right. we can sometimes find ourselves going through the motions. I yeah. know I have. Yeah. And you realize, like, and then days pass, weeks pass, months pass, some cases, years pass, and it's just the same thing. Soccer yeah. practice, wrestling, basketball practice. You know, you go to work, you come home, dinner, laundry. Yeah. You know, you have your vacations planned, but it's, you know, things can be very much on autopilot, but going to, like, an experience like the Spark Experience, we get a chance to actually leave the outside world outside and actually work on ourselves. On ourselves, yeah. And what do we want, you know? And that's a big change for people, yeah, especially for moms who have, you know, traditionally they put so much focus on everybody but themselves. And so it's like learning how to turn that around and have the focus on themselves and giving themselves permission to do that. And, you know, even remember who they were and kind of reclaim that, you know, because I have so many people say, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I had one woman. It's, it's interesting the things that people forget. Right. And so she growing up, she loved to dance and she was like, I completely forgot that I even like to do that. And so she was like. I'm going to take dance lessons, you know, and she was so excited. About you got a spark. Yeah. yeah but and so it's not always like, you know, I mean, I think people, there are a lot of things out there like, oh, get into direct sales or wait till you're a grandparent. Or I'm like, wait till you're a What if you're never a grandparent? You know, what? there's a lot of advice out there that I think is kind of faulty. And some people may want to start a business, but not every, that's not for everybody. And, you know, traveling's great, but that's, you know, you're not going to necessarily be traveling constantly. Most people are not going to be traveling 
all the time. Yeah, you need a really big trust fund. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or may just not want to travel yeah. all the time. And so it's like, what do you do in that other time? And then there's also like, with, so with Sparkle, I get, I go deeper into some of those things like marriage. You know, the second half of marriage is different than the first half because first half, you know, you have your court and stuff, but then if you have kids and how these people are empty nesters, so they have kids. Your focus has been on your family. Okay, we didn't even talk family. about that. I mean, I didn't even think about that part. So, yeah, then what? Then, then when it's just the two of you. Yeah. How? What does that look like? And sometimes it's like, how do we reconnect? And how do we, you know, what are we going to do? And how does that transition look from retirement? I have people say, scared to death about retirement. Like, I'm not sure what that's going to be like. You know, with if I'm with my spouse all the time, or maybe the husband is. You know, he's an entrepreneur and he wants to keep going with his business because that gives him a lot of meaning. But now the the wife over here, she's got so much more time on her hayak. And, you know, because she typically when someone becomes an empty nester, it's not even the, the men that help a lot and that are really involved. Men typically gain about 20 hours a time. Women typically gain 40. So they have twice as much time that all of a sudden it's like oh my god would I do this and what I find happens if you're not intentional and you're not conscious about what it, you start filling yourself up with stuff that doesn't really make you happy just it's just business just, okay, busy work. right it's just like somebody asked me to do something so I'm going to do it or I start you know but it's not things that they're really passionate about or really makes them feel significant you know, and I think people, everybody wants to feel significant, you know. Um, so it's, it's that. And it's also that how do you deal with that dynamics and, like, see, finding things together that you can do um, that are, you know, that are adventures but outside of traveling, you know. So those are some of the things, you know. So my husband and I, we have a lot of things that we've, you know, we've sat down and we figured out some things. So, like, we're going to take the stain class class. We're going to learn how to do stained glass. We may hate it. We may love it. We may want to keep going with it. It's a project that you're committed that to. That we're going to do together. And so, um, and he suggested that to me. Um, and so it doesn't, you know, that may sound like, oh, this is something that the wife wants to do, yeah. you know, and he's just going along, be a good guy or whatever. But he really, like, he wants to do it. I do, too. I'm really interested in it, too. So, it's, you know, finding those projects or finding those things. Um, you know, there there can be many different things. My sister is taking, with her husband, they're taking a class on the Constitution, you know? Um, so it's it's like it's different for everybody what those things are, but it's for how to figure out what those are. Yeah, something that you both can get into. Yeah. And, it's, and, 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 and learn and develop together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. There's a lot to it. I think it's well on the on the topic of you know le- on the topic of a real story or let's talk real. I know you should, we were talking about a real estate scenario before, but but do you have us like a you mentioned the the, the person who you know when they hear that maybe felt invisible or felt like they didn't had lost their purpose. What does that look like? Share a story with a, you know, you can protect them, keep the names protected to protect your innocence, yeah. but a story of what that looked like on the other side for that person or someone else that, you know, how that really has 
has changed. It has changed their life. So for this woman, um, she said she just really felt like she was shrinking. She would be in a room and um, really not know what to, wouldn't talk really. She would just kind of be silenced. Um, even with her family, you know, and her grandkids and all this. And she just felt really silent. She was doing, she started doing a lot of traveling um, by herself. She would go on trips by herself. And she did meet some people doing that. She made some friends that way. Um, and that was good. But she'd come back and she'd be with her whole family. And she just felt like that. And so it was almost escaping. But still, at the end, right. of, at the end of the trip, whether it's a week or a month. Right. And she was, um, you know, she was single, like, for she, she didn't have a spouse, so it was, you know, it was just her. And so she was, she was really struggling. And what I helped her to do is to show her worth and show her some things we talked about. Like, we were able to revisit and just, like, what was important to her and what were things that she loved to do. And so she's doing some really cool stuff with her grandkids now. Like, so she... Um, she likes to, she has this whole room that's like for drawing and, you know, whatever. Oh, she fast. likes to do stuff herself. And so she started, you know, I said, well, why don't you start doing stuff with your grandkids? Maybe you could teach them. And so she started doing that. So now she has this like special bond with one of the kids that's really into art. And she does that. And for another one, I was like, well, why don't you do like a pen, be a pen pal. And you can write letters, you know, and maybe you send something and they can write back. And so she started doing that. And um, so we just started with some small things like that. And, you know, she's just thriving now. I mean, she really, um, she is, you know, taking some courses now. And she's um, she's dating again. Okay. And, um, you know. So it's like a whole new world. It's like a whole new world for her. And she's really happy. I get, I get little thank you cards from her every once in a while. She'll send me, like, something. Or she'll follow me and say, you know, me really have changed my life, you know, and have opened that out. I don't feel that way anymore. And how does that make you feel as, I mean, and maybe she might have done it on her own at a later yeah. time, yeah. you know, maybe, but, but the fact that at this moment, you were instrumental in that transition into that discovery. It makes me feel incredible. Yeah, I mean, it makes me feel really good because, again, I really believe there are so many women that don't just see, I see it all the time. I was in uh, Epcot. I went to Epcot to the Food and Wine Festival. Okay. And uh, my husband and I are riding down in the elevator. There's these two women there. They're obviously on vacation. And they, you could tell they were, you know, they had to be in 50, 60. Okay. You know, they were like my age. And um, not talking, not smiling, not having fun. Just they sat down at breakfast and they sat at the table next to us didn't say a word to each other the whole time just kind of sat there and I got that's so sad you know I mean I'm I am positive these women have something and if you think back when you were younger like in your 20s I mean most people and are gonna say you know there is that what they were like then is different they did what they were and so it's like recapturing some of that youth and that excitement that you had you know that you're excited about life again that's really was about so it feels great when I can help somebody remember who that yeah. person that they're really who they are it's really it's not that I'm yeah that service that they're the person they're the one that has all the yeah, great they, things they have to do the work 
They have to. They have to pull it. At the end of the day, they you can't pull them out. They get and remember. But it's helping them to do that and remember who they are and like reclaim that and you know uh, resurrect that dream that maybe they had. And so it's it's really awesome. Look, talk and start. Sometimes our we our why gets away from us. Yeah. You know we have a we have a why and it's okay for our why to change. Our purpose yeah. changes. Like I have said, a, yeah, I have a great story about that. Um, so for me, you can get stuck and not know it, right? So I was stuck on the mommy track, like when I became an empty nester and I didn't even realize that I was doing like cool stuff and everything. But um, there was a point where uh, I was really too involved still in my kids' lives, you know, like in a bad way. Okay. I wasn't helicoptering, but I was too involved. And and I was especially specifically my younger son I'm going to talk about because he was he was really the one that made me an empty nester because he was the last one to leave, right? But I had been really involved in his life because I was he had a business, you know, he was a child performer. Yeah. And so we traveled Job Prodigy. Which which is yeah. a whole job for you. Right. And so, you know, we were um part of his business. You know, he formed a business and we used to tour around the country while he would perform and, and things like that. I'd had to take him to auditions and meetings with, you know, executives and all this stuff, right? And lawyers. I mean, there was a whole thing, right? And so I was really, really involved. And when I became, you know, he was going to go off and do his own, but I was still like kind of helping him or so I thought, right? I was um, helping him. And all of a sudden it was like, we, I had a conversation with him, and he was like, you know, um, well, it, actually what it was was in the millennium, when the 2000, we sat down for a dinner. We always do goals. Our family always talks about goals at the end of the year, and what are you going to do next year? And so I was like, well, it's, a, you know, it's like this big millennium. Like, so let's look at the last 10 years. Right. Both of you, like, what are some of the great things that you accomplished over the last 10 years? And both my kids are like, they have cool stuff to talk about. Something, this is great. They both have stuff. It'll be awesome. And Dolphin was like, you know, I don't have anything to say. Like, he, like he just, he kind of like shut down and I was like, what's going on here? And so we dropped it. I was like, okay, I'm getting it. Pick it up. Bye. Okay, I'm moving on. And then I talked to a lighter and I'm like, what was that about? He's like, well, I don't, you know, if you guys, all the stuff I did, like, it was because of you and dad. And I was like, no, we, we were there. To right. I can't play the instrument. The, I yeah, can't write. Like, you're the one that had to like yeah. sing and write the songs and show up and do the performances on TV and all that stuff. I said, I didn't do any of that stuff. You had to show up and do that. And, and something besides that, music aside, there's all these other things about, you know, so I started going down the list of all these other things that were outside of that, you know, just as a person, what he's done. Right. And, um, charity has been involved in and all this, you know, different things. And so then he could see it. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm, I'm too involved. I am like holding him down. I'm even his confidence is being affected. And what it really came down to was, um, I had a sister, older sister who had cancer and, um, before she died at the, the point we had a conversation because I was struggling with my purpose at that point, And this was years ago. And so I was struggling with my purpose at that point. And she said, you know, maybe your purpose is to help these two boys. 
um, they're my stepson. So, um, and I came into their life pretty young age. My husband had full custody and um, they had had a lot of rough, I won't go into it, but they had a lot of things they had to deal with. And so she said, maybe this is your purpose. Maybe it's to help these boys. Still go. And I didn't realize I was pulling on to that conversation of like, this is my why, this is my purpose. And this is a conversation I had with my last meaningful conversation I had with my sister before she died. And I was holding on to that. So it was like being able to figure that out and let that go and say, it's okay for me to move on. I did that. Yeah. A permission to God. Yes. And I can still, I'm still going to be involved in my kids' lives, of course, but it's okay for me to have a new purpose, a new one. And um, so that was really big for me. And, you know, once I had that conversation with Dalton and I got off the mommy track, yeah, it was all bumpy for him at first because he's taking the reins and then been, you know, taking and three bu- of us. And bumpy for you as, as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, you know, if, about a year after that, um, he was just really thriving and just amazing. I'm like so proud. I'm more proud of him taking the reins and, you know, doing these things, even when it was bumpy, like that he was, you know, making these deals. And I mean, because we're talking, this is a like small $600 contract. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the major things. And so, um, I was just so proud of him that he was able to do that, but I don't know that he could have done that had I kept holding on. And I think sometimes as a parent, we think that we are doing the right thing. We want to do the right thing. We have the best intentions, absolutely the best intentions, but sometimes we're too involved and we are actually holding our kids back from thriving. And so, you know, I think this is something that, um, has been great. I, I've seen that with women and in, in my groups too, where they've been able to kind of let go more. They start to recognize, you know. Yeah, so, and and sometimes the you know letting go empowers. And empowers the, the kid, and definitely empowers the kid. And yeah, and the parent because we're proud, and they have their their relationships able to move to a different level, which is really awesome. But if you can't let go, you kind of never get to that. You stay in that parent-child, and um, well, it's like it's, it's all. I mean, I can use the example. There's tons of examples, but just something as simple as teaching your kid to drive. I'm going through that now, yeah. and so she's, you know, she's driving. So now we're at the point where she she has a license. She got a license, but now she'll drive, and then I'll drive behind her. <laughs> but so she's fully on her own, yeah. kind of, yeah. you know. But I let her drive in front, so that way I can kind of critique or take notes. Yeah. And, you know, but um, I haven't yet heard. I mean, even the other day, I had her drive from the store. We were, and then I said, like, okay, you can drive back on your own. And she drove back to the house. Then I'm calling. She's like, Dad, I'm still driving. Like, I can't be on the phone. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, you know. But we we knew that, yeah. you know. And so, but at some point, we we have to, she has to drive in order or else she'll never. I have a friend who's, who just that is, who just started driving in his 40s. You know, yeah, not a, not a very good driver. I mean, yeah. if you get oh, my mom was not a very good driver, and she didn't start driving until like in her thirties. Um, and so, and that was she was a nervous driver. She was just too yeah. nervous, you know. Because I think, yeah, like, yeah, you're fear. Yeah, you're you're less cheerful. So it's a good that combination, you know. So I can send this corner, you know. Yeah, and so it's like you have to let them kind of do those things, and um, but when you do, it's amazing. And the conversations I have. Like, 
just amazing. I have great conversations with um, my nieces and my nephew. Like we have really these really deep, meaningful conversations because I can talk to them as an adult, you know, and it's just different. And if you can't get to that, you know, it's like we're so afraid to let go because we're afraid we're going to lose them. But sometimes holding on, you lose them that way because they're like, yeah, it's almost some what we do with opportunity sometimes. Yes. Oh we hold God. on. We hold on to this one, but we but we can't we we can't let go of one to get this bigger opportunity right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or we hold it small and close and the no one wanted to know about it. Yeah. It stays just like that. Yeah, and that's you know that's very true. But yeah, that brings in actually a quote of the day. Let me say we we have a quote of the day. Awesome. I love quotes of the day. Word. All right. So no matter how, how no matter how old you are, no, no, I'm sorry. No matter how old you are now, you are never too young or too old for success or going after what you want. And that's by Pablo. I don't know if that's Pablo Picasso, but <laughs> Pablo. But that's the quote of the day. So let, let me ask you. Yeah. So if someone wanted to, um. You hear more about the Sparta experience or someone wanted to even just get some information about uh, this only maybe having some in some in similar fields or know they're approaching that time and want to get prepared and they wanted to maybe learn more about the Sparta experience, but just to, hey, how would we reach you? Um, they could go to my website, which is thejoyfulemptynester.com. Thejoyfulemptynester.com. Yep, okay. and that's the best place. And that's the best place. Yeah. Okay. I um I do have social media, but I don't do a lot on social media because I rather have the conversations yeah. with people in person. Yeah, this is a per- and it's a and this is a I mean you know a personal and it's, it's not like a widget. Here, like right. I'm gonna right. have three widgets, please. Yeah. You just... So that's the best place to get me is on my website. Joyfulemptynestle.com, and on yeah. with everything that they'll need will be there. Yeah, in terms of how they might be able to get started. Yeah, all right. Well, I appreciate your friend, and yeah. you've been helping people. I appreciate what you're doing to, I mean, because there are a lot of people, I mean, lots and lots of people, tens of thousands of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that could use what you are offering, and, and hopefully now that you've been able to take it online, where before it never started, it was just in person. Right. And now that you're now that you're able to scale and actually provide it where people can participate remotely, I'm sure you'll be able to affect even more lives. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. It's just a good All right. Awesome. Yeah. Big it up. Yeah. Big it up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.